Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 66, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your co-host, Bonnie. It is so good to be back. How have you been? It's been up and down, but I'm really happy to be back here with you. Up and down? Oh no. I sincerely do hope that that gets better. Oh yeah, it is. We are on the upswing. Good. I am so glad. Speaking of the upswing... We are back after like a month-long hiatus. It is, we're in a new house, in a new studio, with a new soundboard, on a new recording service. It's basically like a new season of the show, almost. And I could not be happier to have um, all of you here with me. It looks like a really, really like good audience already. Like, this is a very well-attended episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, For those of us in uh the live broadcast uh hopefully you heard some of the soundboard and how i can actually do the um all the sound effects and like music live now so that's pretty cool lots of cool stuff here at the at odds with god.com studio um including a couple of new merch things that just went up and everything as per fonny's uh suggestion and request thank you again for that um I'm trying to think of like housekeeping things. Fani, what do you have? Uh, oh, there's so many new things because we've been gone for so long. I've been working on side projects. Uh, my Patreon is going very slowly at the moment, uh, partially due to some real life merchandise that I'm going to be uh, posting for sale in just a couple weeks here. Like me and a couple of my friends have been working really hard on getting some things manufactured to, you know, allow our fans to have physical merchandise from us. Uh, do you feel comfortable giving us a teaser on any of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's been a couple of teasers already. Um, one of the pieces is from our lovely artist, Juicebox, uh, who's been a guest on your show before. Fantastic artist, so talented. And he did the cutest little enamel pin with a sleeping bear with a little dangling star off of this little sleeping bear's hat. He's so cute. Um, So fresh. And then the one that I did, which is um, the second out of two pins that we're going to be launching with, is a rocking horse. Um, And she's cream and pink and blue. And I was originally going to just have it be like, oh, she's like cotton candy colored. And then I was like, wait, that's the trans flag. So canonically, she's trans and she's lovely. Yes. Yeah. I stand this. I stand this so hard. Yeah. Um, So those are probably going to be going up in about a week and a half um, from a store called Assorted Crinkles. And could you please tell us about Assorted Crinkles? Yep. Uh, It's a little collective shop uh, run by myself and Juicebox and uh, our friend Pizza Bagel, who also does art um, kind of along the same lines of us, where it's humans in kinky scenarios, usually diapered, and then uh, 34 Cuker, uh, who does very kinky diapered art. Um, And we're all going to be producing 
varied items for this store. Um, but the main premise is that it's going to be cute, littley things that aren't so littley that you get clocked in public. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, obviously, links to that are going to be on at OddsWithGod.com uh, yeah. for obvious reasons. And also because we support Bonnie here on our show. Earlier, you said my show, but it is our show in every sense of the word. Yeah. Yeah. And I really um, want to make sure that. Funny. Yay. Yeah. I really Yay. want to make sure that all my friends are supported for the great work that they do. Awesome. So, Fawny, in the time that we have been gone, we have accrued, it looks like, 19 questions that we're going to split up across the next two episodes just to get caught up on everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I've already got them all formatted so that we've got a really good spread for two episodes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, before we do that, though, we have a Patreon and there have been a lot of updates on the Patreon in terms of Yawn number oh. one. <laughs> Official Yawn number, number one. one. Yawn number one. Uh, okay, I'm back. Um, in terms of not only new people on the Patreon, welcome, but also um, recently we decided to change up how the Kingster tier works, which for those keeping score at home, that is a tier where you get uh, nude uh, photos throughout the month. Uh, what we changed it to instead of like staged produced photo sets is just like the random like nudes I take just like raw in the moment throughout the month. I'm just going to start putting those there because people have been really enjoying those uh, in the time that I've been busy with the moving process and unable to produce uh, content like that. So we're going to move to that. So if that is your style. People have been really receptive of that. So that being said, going into the $1 vanilla tier, we have Casa, Danielle, Daydre, Gosh Cheeks, Manic Pixie Panda, Mel Bent, Nebby Red Panda, Phil258, Punk Bab Retro, and Racer. In the $5 Kingster tier, we have Yawn number two. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Official sponsor of Dear Jazzy. Official sponsor of Dear Jazzy. I forgot to say, in the vanilla tier, you get a username shoutout. Kingster tier, like I said, you get nude photos of me throughout the month. Uh, we have AB Michael, Baby Alexi, Bliss Bunny, Briah, Juicebox Lady, Lucy, Maxi, Skywalk. Nope, no, not Skywalker. I'm so used to saying that. The Starling Family and Ragtime. And the $10 fetishist tier, which gets you a video of yours truly, um, or just access to the video channel. We have an extended shout out, up to one sentence. We have Fluffy Nate, who writes Pee Pee Poo Poo, Ishi, Jack the Writer, Lexi, Patches, Ruka, and Scotia. In the $15 center tier, which gets you some co-directorial input on the content that I make. We have Kaneko, who writes hello to my little baby niece, Alice, who just loves her diapers so much. Precious. And Skywalker Ranch, who writes, everybody get up, it's time to slam now. <laughs> Hashtag Dear JazzyCon 2K21, which we do have an announcement for that. And then finally, in the $20 Deviant tier, uh, which gets you all of the below, including your name written on me for the content, we have... I have to think about that because now we're doing spur of the moment stuff. TBD. I'll let you know. 
Baby Summer Girl, who writes, Aizawa is daddy energy. Jamie Bell, who writes, remember kids, if you don't behave, I will turn this car around and we will not go to Disneyland, bitch. Uh, Jessica, Daddy Gray, let's call me Joe, who writes, shout out to the hardest working ABDL podcasters on the web, Miss Jasmine Starshine and Miss Fonny ABDL. Aww. Aww. And then uh, finally, we have Sluggy, who writes, well, that was a long time. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. And soup that being said that's the patreon thank you everyone uh for supporting the show especially over the past few months with the moving process it's been a huge help with Mm -hmm. just like the little bit of extra income to do the things like oh no we need to call a plumber oh no we need to call the electrician it's been a really nice little cushion for us so thank you so much for doing that um that being said we do have an announcement about uh, Dear JazzCon, which for those who don't know, Dear JazzCon is our official get-together at the Kalahari Resort from September 3rd through 5th. Yacht number three? Yacht number three. (sighs) Excuse me. At the Kalahari Resort, (laughs) September 3rd through 5th, which is uh, the day before the outdoor water park closes. Uh, Kalahari is the biggest slash best water park in the nation. And if you want to hang out with some of the coolest people in the nation, ah, and outside of the nation, you should come on down and check it out. Um, the signups are going to be closing in one week's time from the day of recording, which is, uh, Thursday, August 5th, 2021. So, uh, if you're listening to this live, you have one week from now, if you have, um, if you're listening to it on the recorded version, you have until the twelfth, twelfth, to get your applications in because we are vetting people. We're making sure that you have a vaccination card and we're playing it safe and having a vetted, comfortable space where we can all feel safe. So definitely get those in if you want to have some summer fun in like not as much heat because September is usually pretty good here in Cleveland. Uh, definitely check that out. We have a whole channel dedicated to it. Fonny, do we have any housekeeping before we get into the meat of the show? Let's see. We can do Camp Buddy at the end and everything else. So I think we are ready to dive right into the questions. Wonderful. Okay. There we go. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yawn number four. As you can tell, as we are back, I am still physically recovering from basically renovating an entire like basically flipping top to bottom a whole house in two weeks and my body (laughs) still has like not caught up on that so if i'm very yachty tonight that is why like yachty more than the usual amount more than the usual amount that you are listening to okay First question is from Skywalker Ranch, who writes, Dear Jazz Blaster and the font... Oh, wait. Please read in the morning DJ voice. Okay, so I'm going to boost the bass. I'm going <laughs> to spike the meds here. Here we go. All right. Dear Jazz Blaster and the Fawn, I'm having some difficulties making time for my little space with my crazy work schedule, and it's causing me some depression. What things would you suggest? Wait. What things would you suggest work with? Well, hold on. Hold on. Let me let me get my EQ back to nominal levels. What things would you suggest? 
with, well, work. Oh, I see what it is. It was, it was typed out like conversationally. Okay. From Skywalker Ranch. Huh. So I think we've talked before about like physically not having the time to get into little space and how, you know, grating and awful it can be. Um, especially if you're someone who, you know, relies on that for some form of like stability and comfort and everything. And what we said in the past and what we will, what at least I will continue to recommend is find the times in your life in which you have time to yourself and it's safe to. So obviously not in your car, but time when you're like going to bed and like the lights are off and you're like, nestled up perfect opportunity when you're in the bath perfect opportunity those are the ones i usually try to drill home as like those can be very littling places so if you can take time out of the things that you would normally do on a day and insert little space into those you can kind of get like a little hit of it as you need it bonnie what do you think Mm, if it was me having trouble making that time what I might want to do is like replace some of my usual um, like day-to-day items with more littling items like children's bath wash or something like the bubblegum scented stuff (laughs) that you can get um, so that you can use something that smells really childish and has a fun color to it or like picking out some uh, self-care items that are small uh that make you feel a little smaller and yeah having a bedtime routine um where you have like a specific snack um or watch some cartoons or uh have some like picture picture books or something um before bedtime to help you kind of like get into that relaxed mindset for bed could really help yeah absolutely Um, I was even thinking like, you know how like there are like specific like like fun pencils, like the curly wackadoo pencils or like the silly pens with like all the different colors. You can incorporate that into where you work, like at your desk at home. Uh, If you're on the go at work, you can have like, oh, this is my fun, fun pen. Click, click. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really cute. Little pen with like a little spring with a duck on the end of it. That's what I want. Yes. Or you can bust out like a gel pen. <gasps> yes. Bring back gel yes. pens. Yes. In this house, we stand gel pens. I used to have a set of those color changing ones where like as you used the ink, it would change color. Oh, cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they were so expensive. They were so expensive. They were so expensive. Uh, Fonny, I see that you are on this next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, so we have a fairly long question um, that starts out, Dear Jazzy and Fawny, my relationship of eight years, uh, parentheses marriage of four years, is slowly coming to an end and I'm not sure what to do next. I've been exploring my kink side a lot over the past few months, finding my little space in BDSM interests, and it's been great, but it's causing a huge rift between me and my wife. She's ace and has trauma that keeps her from being intimate with me at all and is outright disgusted by my kink space, to the extent that feeling little or kinky at all can make me extremely depressed. As I explore myself, she's getting more and more upset with me over it. Our relationship has been deteriorating for years, but this feels like the nail in the coffin. 
I know there's probably no way to salvage this, so how do I break off our marriage with as good its terms as possible and move on with my exploration? How do I explore my newfound kinkiness after all this trauma from both sides over it? Uh, this is from Lexi, thirsty for more than water. Drink water. Drink water. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Drink water. Um, this is tough, mainly because there are no really good ways to break off a marriage. Um, one of my really close friends just finalized his divorce, and it was ugly and messy even and even by those standards they were still being pretty civil about everything so the actual like legal proceedings of it are pretty like they the like the bureaucracy behind it makes it kind of awful so i found that one of the best ways to get through it is just like grit your teeth say fuck you and then do it but that's not really a fantastic answer so it sounds like that your soon-to-be ex is having really big issues with something that is integral to yourself. And as much as we do preach, like, communicate, communicate, communicate with your partners, if a partner is saying, like, you cannot be who you are, that's not okay. And that mm -hmm. is where you need to communicate with yourself and say, I am worth more to myself in terms of like my self-esteem, my self-preservation, my mental health than what someone else holds me to. Mm -hmm. And that will always be the case. And if you get out of this, that means that you are able to re-explore. And, and it is scary to get back out into the the world as like single player whereas before you were playing on co-op mode to use like a video game analogy when i broke up with my fiance it was really scary because i felt really alone and i was very much in need of like you know i need an adult and it was a lot mm -hmm. um so breaking things off is really scary but the fact that you are approaching it and with full knowledge of like, this is uncomfortable, but you're still going through with it shows that you are brave. And that's really, really admirable and really cool because not everyone is brave, but you're clearly showing that you are. So that's really, really cool. In terms of exploration, the kink world is really your oyster. And I think that, you know, as much as I can say, like, dive in, like, fall in love with your little side, it will probably take maybe a little bit of therapy because there's probably going to be a little bit of like trauma. Like you said, getting into little space, you feel kind of like bad about it. That's trauma. I would talk to a kink aware therapist and be like, this is what happened. This is why I'm feeling this way. Help. And usually kink aware therapists who are aware of DS dynamics are really, really cool. littles. um, if you can't find one, there are tons of people in our various circles in the servers who can ha probably happily give you a referral. But I think, you know, that's the biggest advice I can give is just learn to fall in love with yourself again and really just like spend some time in, in the mirror and just be like, yeah, no, I am. I'm a bad bitch and nothing can stop me. And I'm a hundred proof and amazing in every conceivable way. 
it, it's really, really rough. And I feel like I'm rambling, but there really is no good one answer to this. It's really just like grit your teeth and tell yourself just how much you are really honestly worth, which is a lot. Uh, funny talking stick. Yeah. Uh, first off, I am really sorry that you're going through this, Lexi. It's not easy. I have not been in your shoes before, but uh, I can imagine that it is going to be killer to, uh, or it's just going to be hell to have to deal with everything surrounding a divorce. Um, my first thought for you is that while you were going through the process of a divorce, it might be helpful to, um, you know, talk to your wife and say it would re- be really helpful for me, and I think for both of us. If we went to a counselor right now, not to fix our relationship, but to be able to understand how we want to end it or how we want or like uh, ways to understand what each other needs in ending this relationship, Um, ways to remain civil, how to talk to each other during and after this, Um, just to kind of like be able to relax on certain parts of the divorce process um, so that you're not racking your brain trying to figure out, well, who gets what, you know? Um, or how, how do we live with each other in our, our last days or weeks of this relationship? And then, yeah, as, as Jazzy said, I, I don't think I could say it any better. Like, I really do love therapy and think that it would be fantastic for you because this is uh, very traumatic um and a therapist is the right person to go to to you know to play out all your cards and then have them kind of take your cards and put them together and show you how they can work um to be able to live your life um without having to worry about all of it Yeah, absolutely. And one thing you said in particular, I I felt was really profound. And that was having a therapist present as like a mediator, almost as like a middle person as Switzerland. in this conflict. (laughs) This is where the Warsaw Pact will be signed, as it were. Yeah. Also, uh, also, yes, it is a little bit quiet. That's something that I am going to iron out i'm sorry about that maya but um yeah no it's really really difficult i i had something in my mind let's see it was the mediator crap oh four years of marriage in the united states does not constitute alimony so that's a big plus (laughs) i believe alimony is like 10 years although i think that might be like a state-by-state thing but Four years is generally not long enough to constitute any alimony or crazy drama like that. So that is potentially really good and and a big bonus and a, a weight off your shoulders, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are we ready to go to the next one? I believe so. Oh, uh, it was asked in the chat Fonny's video just drop out for anyone else uh i still have mine on mm-hmm. and jazzy can you and see I my can... videos yeah i can see and hear you wow. i feel like i'm going to be spending a lot of time 
with the customer service people. <laughs> yeah, and like I just Googled how to adjust the audio levels and it says, oh, just do it from your computer settings. And my computer settings do not have uh, a way to adjust volume on my, um, whatchamacallit, the little red box that does the sound. Yeah. Um, you're able to, um, you're on, you're using your Mac right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in your system settings in the sound, mm -hmm. uh, can you confirm like what, which input is going on? Because I feel like that might be part of the problem. I know I keep saying that and I feel kind of shitty. Oh, no, I please. feel like I'm gender splaining. I mean, I am not as knowledgeable about these things as you are, so. I do not mind at all if you get me to double check something. Um, mm. And if anyone's just like, uh, I already know, Jazzy. Then they're just cranky and they need a nap. <laughs> I feel so validated right now. Yeah. Um, but yes, I went to the input and it is saying Scarlet Solo USB um, via USB. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Oh. Well, yeah, Jamie says input slider. It's currently cranked all the way. So I'm definitely going to, after editing this uh, particular episode, going to go back to the um, support and be like, hey, I had some issues. I love your service, but also we had some issues help. That being said, are we ready for the next one? I believe so. Let's do it. Okay. Oh. Oh, you just got really quiet. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I didn't change anything. Uh-oh. Now you're back. Oh. Weird. Weird. Okay. This next one is from Chuckles Pronouns He Him. Uh, dear Jazzy Razzy and F is for Fawn, what bands do you recommend? Metal, emo, alt, etc. Hee hee in misery. Okay, Miss Music. Little Miss Emo, let's well, go. Well, I say as I fidget with a rock band strum bar. Hmm. I'm just going to go in order. So for metal, you honestly cannot go wrong with Metallica, but everyone knows that. I've been really grooving on Ghost lately. Uh, there's also this uh, one band, I believe from Sweden, although I might be wrong, somewhere from the frozen north called Mole, uh, M slash L, and they're like a newer black metal type band, and the recording doesn't sound like it was done in a tin can. So that that's pretty rad. Um, shit, I've been I'm trying to think about like what I've been listening to lately. Like, let me open my Spotify really quick. Uh, when it comes to emo, I'm just going to move ahead to emo while this loads up here. Oh, just kidding. It already loaded up. Um, so when it comes to metal, I'm looking at this. Uh, Deer and Gray is a band that my boyfriend turned me on to, and they are fucking incredible. And I cannot get enough of them. Um, also, Ministry is fantastic. And I've been grooving on that. And most people who know me know that I am a pretty big fan of new Metal. Even though it's like, oh, new Metal's trash. It's just like, 
it still slaps. I love new metal. It's great. It's so good. I've been digging Mudvayne lately just because their bassist is so fucking good. And that's like my primary instrument. So it makes me happy to hear the burber ding, burber ding riff in the beginning of dig like, oh, so tasty. I love it. Um, emo stuff. Can't go wrong with MCR. Can't go wrong with the used. Can't go wrong with Aiden. Not many people are hip to Aiden, but I think they're fantastic. Um, AFI, I've also championed on the show in the past. They are uh, one part of my legal namesake when I changed uh, my name. Uh, when it comes to emo, definitely those are like a lot. I mean, and obviously Fallout Boy and obviously um, Bang at the Disco. I feel like those are definitely more on like the pop side, but there are some stuff that, you know, emo kids can really get down to like from first to last really comes to mind because it is really fucking rad. And I, oh, I have to remember the name 22 caliber love letter. Oh, this is going to be nuts. 22 caliber love letter song. Who did this? Alex is on fire. The song 44 caliber love letter is a banger. And I've been really grooving on that one lately in particular. Um, and then let's see. Alternative. I'm a big fan of Smashing Pumpkins, even though. Ooh, baby. Summer says both from a Valentine. Absolutely. Uh, alt stuff. I love Smashing Pumpkins, even though that. How did I forget Hawthorne Heights? Duh. <laughs> Duh. My crowning achievement in my music career was opening for them. But um, Smashing Pumpkins, I remember. They, uh, specifically Billy Corgan is kind of a dick human being, but their music is really good. Um, in terms of all, I would call industrial alt music. Uh, Ministry is absolutely fits into there. Nine Inch Nails obviously fits into there. But there's this one band. Oh, duh. My Life with a Thrill Kill Cult is really fucking rad. Um, Retro, I see you hyping up Pup again. Absolutely. Pup deserves to be hyped. Um, oh, what's the one band? Typo Negative, because that slots into Metal and Alt. Definitely check out Typo Negative. Um, Fonny, your turn. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I fuck with Metal quite often, but I have like those bands that I keep returning to, um, like Tool. <laughs> I have a guilty pleasure for listening to a lot of Tool. Um, and then there was that Italian band, that one, um, uh, what do they call it? Eurovision this year. And I cannot pronounce their name properly, but it's uh, spelled out as main skim. Um, and they had the the song ZTA Buone that I like bump in the car on my way to work and it slams. Um it doesn't it doesn't just slap, it slams. It slams. It I slams. like that. Um let's see. And then Ethan in the chat says Tool owns. Thank you. Thank you for understanding. Um I try to talk to other people about Tool and they're just like, uh uh-huh, the, the band for like 40-year-olds. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Have you listened to Sober? Have you watched the live show? Where they sing sober, like you can't not have feelings whenever you listen to Tool. 
I think where the stereotype comes from is that every single person I've seen wearing a tool shirt has been a massive douchebag. It's true. Oh. <laughs> and it's just like, it sucks because the band is so good. Mm-hmm. But like, hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yes. Bonnie, how did I forget mindless self-indulgence? How did you forget I mindless self-indulgence? How could I be an emo from the Midwest and not mention mindless <laughs> self-indulgence? Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Your turn again. I'm sorry. Let's see. Oh my goodness. It's like I'm not even a person. I can't remember what I like. And I've been thinking about this and like scrolling through my, my um, Spotify. But uh, let's go. Let's go hard in the other direction and go pop and EDM. Um, I yeah, let's do it. am a huge perfume fan. The J-pop, J-EDM band Perfume. I have been listening to since high school and I still love them quite a bit. Like their song game just like gets me going in the mornings and like um, their song chocolate disco is a classic. What are the lyrics? Chocolate disco. That's it. Um. <laughs> nice. Sorry, Ethan, what are you saying? I'm not the only one. To- oh, perfume. Yes. Thank you. Not the only fan. Yeah, Ethan, we should hang out more often. Honestly, why don't we? I'm getting my hi-fi on uh, tomorrow, which is very exciting. My grandfather passed away last year. I met him once and fell in love with the uh, music system that he had in his house, where it had the record table, the cassette player, and then the eight-track player, all in this like um, cabinet that opens on at the top of it, like hinged lid. And I was like, wow, that's the coolest piece of technology I've ever seen in my life. I was a 14-year-old, I think. so. That was um, a big claim for a 14-year-old, I suppose. And uh, mm. then in his will, like, I didn't see him for, like, 16 years after that. Oh, my God. Um, in his will, he was just like, yep, she can have my hi-fi and all of my records and cassettes and eight tracks. Dang. Yeah, I was very excited. And it just got what? delivered um, via my parents, who went on a cross-country trip um back to my province uh a couple days ago and my mom's bringing it up to deliver to my apartment and it's all very exciting it's all coming together um anyways so i've only talked about two bands so far there are some other canadian um bands that i quite like and listen to a lot like metric and mother mother um i think they're worth it to check out if you're into like sort of punky pop um i've been to both metric and mother mother concerts and they also slam um they're very good entertainers and i just started listening to a vocalist named sammy ray and her band sammy ray and the friends holy shit this this person's voice can't get much better than than what she's doing she's not even human i'm pretty sure um and then i've been on a huge showa era funk kick um, with songs like Taxi Man. I do recommend looking up Taxi Man. I'll put a link in the chat later because I'm living on it right now. Uh, and then Marina, who used to be Marina in the Diamonds, and now she's just Marina, um, has been singing a lot of feminist stuff right, lately, and it's all great. Um, oh, yeah. So if you want to have feelings about how the world is at the moment and be rightfully angry, um, listen to Marina. And I'm very sure that there are so many more. Ooh, um, 
I, I feel like not too long ago we were having a, a, ch a chat, a conversation in the chat where someone brought up the band Chevelle. Mm. And then everyone mm. went off yes. about Chevelle. And I was like, I thought yes. I was the only one. Everyone thinks they're the only Chevelle fan until they say the word Chevelle. And then everyone goes, Chevelle, yeah. all at once. Yep. And uh, did anyone else ever listen to Good Charlotte? Or was that just me? Me? Oh, my God. Yes. When we were working on the house, one of the first things we set up in the house was my own hi-fi system. Mm -hmm. So we could just, like, bump music while we just buckle down and scrub floors and mop and, like, do hard labor. And one of the things we listened to was just, like, the discography of Good Charlotte, just front <laughs> to back. And it was so good. It's like, uh, you can't get Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous out of your head. It's not possible. If you've ever been a cashier, you will always remember the code for bananas. It's 4011. If you've ever listened to Good Charlotte, you will always know the riff for Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. Always. That was our uh, warm-up and soundcheck song in the band. <laughs> Excellent. So good. Yeah. Before we move on, I do want to give honorable mention to MGK because he is really, really new into the whole like punk scene and everything. And people love to shit all over his album. But Tickets to My Downfall is really good. It's really good. I'll have to put links and also in the chat. Yes, absolutely. Um, so Tickets to My Downfall does draw upon a lot of his hip hop influences. It also features a lot of hip hop artists doing verses on it. And set to like Travis Barker drumming. It is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. I get so hyped listening to it. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. I think... Um, if, Shall we do the... <laughs> I just wanted to, to put in a thing that I thought of earlier. And at the end here. Um, where if a song has the sort of the, the, the beat of it chugging along, dragged by the bass guitar, I'm automatically into it. So songs like Killing Strangers by Marilyn Manson is your vibe, oh, yeah. minus the fact that Marilyn Manson is a shithead. Yep. 100% agree. Yeah. Just like that big sludgy bass that sounds like it's like an oar being dragged along like a rocky pier or something. Yep. Mm. That's my favorite <laughs> kind of bass. Just like the really low tune, like, and it just doesn't even sound like nose. It just sounds like sludge. So good. Oh, yeah. As a as bass is my primary instrument, I vibe with that. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's why we're friends. I saw the good That's why we're friends. It was the bass guitar. Uh, stop. <laughs> I wish on my soundboard I had an ah sound effect, but I do not have one yet, so I'm just gonna hit you with the Tom and Jerry. Oh. Oh, oh, oh thank you. Oh that was lovely. There you go. <laughs> thank you that is the stand-in for the ah <laughs> until we get the ah sound effect that's one of the other fun changes around here we have a soundboard now mm -hmm. so next question is from aether pronouns he him and they them dear jazzy razzy and pawnee fawnee have you ever had a video game or any form of media but mine are primarily video games that left a profound impact on you did the story really connect with you or did it just come off or did it just come at the right time? Personally, mine would be the Dark Souls series Overwatch and Undertale. Sincerely, Aether. Or Aether, sorry. I got excited. My pagan ass got really excited. 
Aether, the deer. My apologies. Uh, do you want to go first on this one? Uh, sure. Let's see. There's been so many little things of media that like just kind of live with me forever. Um, one of them was Zelda. I love the Zelda series. Um, and it just kind of like drove me to collect a bunch of things and then make a Zelda a part of my life and, you know, refer to a bunch of things like with my friends and stuff and be like, oh yeah, there's a Zelda reference. <laughs> um, also Lord of the Rings. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, ask me to show you um, Anduril at some point and I will take him out of the box and show him to you. He's glorious. Um, for those who don't know, Anduril is just a sword that I have. Um, it was wielded by Aragorn. Um, let's see. Other forms of media. There was the forms of media that got me into Lolita fashion, like Chobits. Uh, Sailor Moon was a really big part of my childhood, and it still lives with me. Like, my wife is Sailor Pluto, and I live for her, and I want to be the best I can be for Sailor Pluto. Crash. Yeah. <laughs> and I was a huge Pokemon kid as well, so. Um, and then I always talk about the um, Wild Magic series, the Immortals series by Tamara Pierce, um, a series of four books written for young readers, um, probably around the ages of like eight to 13 or so. Like they're quite easy to get into and don't take long at all to finish. Um, even though they like look thick, it's just because all the words are spaced out really nicely. <laughs> Very good book series mm -hmm. about a, a young girl coming of age. And uh, they are on my birthday wish list. I am trying to collect the set again. Um, because back when I was a little kid, uh, still going to like junior high, I was like, my library doesn't have these books. They really need these books. And I've read them four times, so my library can have them. And now I want the books again, as you do. As you, as do. you do. So <laughs> I think um, I think that's about it. Um, and then I see that either says that Overwatch and Dark Souls and Undertale are some of the ones that really resonated with them. And I think those are great. Those are all very good mm -hmm. series. Absolutely. And I'm really, really happy that you said, um, I'm really happy that you said Zelda because honestly, same. We've talked about how Twilight Princess is what made me a furry, but I don't think we talked about how at least not on the show, about how Ocarina of Time came into my life. Because I was a child of the N64, but I never got into Ocarina of Time. Like, I could never truly appreciate it until I was, like, in middle school. I want to say, like, 7th or 8th grade. Maybe 7th, maybe 8th. Somewhere in there. That is when, like, I jokingly say shit started to fall off the rails in my life. Like, that's when... Puberty started, and when I started getting really, 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 really depressed, and things were really bad at school, like getting like mercilessly bullied, and like everything bad that could be happening was happening then. And Ocarina of Time was a game that took me somewhere else, and it presented a world that you could just get lost in. Like I would just go off mm -hmm. and do something else that wasn't saving Hyrule. And I'd find something to do and there'd be an activity and there'd be a heart piece to collect. And there's always something to find. And that's why I always return to Ocarina because it's still so vast and still like, so like, 
like amazing to me. And I usually space out my playthroughs like by like five years or so, because at that point, I just like I forget how to play it <laughs> and I forget like how to do all the dungeons. It's like, oh, boy, it's fresh again. That being said, I never really got into Majora's Mask just because the time limit was so stressful and I just don't do that. Um, so Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess. I think I've also talked about how the band AFI was the first secular band I ever listened to and the first like actual music I found on my own because there's the music your parents give you and then there's the music that you find on your own and it's like it's different. So that's like the the first band I ever really, really got into. And then after that was like MCR and ever, it was all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so their albums, Sing the Sorrow and December Underground, I had on infinite repeat for ever. I still do <laughs> because they're just so good. Sing the Sorrow in particular, I think is a masterpiece and deserves all the Grammys that it did not win. Because it is just a wonderful album. Um, I'm trying to think of like any other things that left like a really strong impact on me. I remember I found it. Neon Genesis Evangelion touched me in such a profound way when I was like 18 and 19. Because I was mucho depressed then and like trying to figure myself out. I was quickly becoming like a young adult and like things were changing i was going through a transitional age i was going through a coming of age while watching shinji going through his own coming of age and it was like very relatable and very just raw and i could like understand it and it was just like it really 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 was really important to me at that time and everything. Of course, watching End of Evangelion really fucked me up for like a week. But <laughs> whenever someone says like, oh, don't binge Evangelion, it'll fuck you up, especially if you're in a vulnerable state. They're not lying. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely Ava. I don't watch it anymore just because like it reminds me of that really dark time in my life. and I don't really want to revisit that. <laughs> so I still enjoy Evangelion. I just don't really like interact with it that much anymore. Um, yeah. Oh, what just fell over? I knocked my desk and I just heard something clatter to the floor. I'm like, oh, everything is still running. So that means it's fine. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, fix it in post. Are we ready to go to the. Yeah, we'll fix it in yeah. post. <laughs> ready to go to the next one. I believe so. Okay. This is from Baby Summer Girl. Pronouns she, her, dear, jazzy, and funny. What are your takes on CG peeing in your diaper for you? It's really hard to type when two fingers are bandaged up. Ooh, I hope you feel better from that. That's that's really rough. I, I um, There was an instance where I hacked off an entire fingernail from a hobby knife incident involving Warhammer, and I know how bad it sucks to not be able to use at least one of your fingers, let alone two. That really sucks. Um, my take on my caregiver peeing in my diaper for me, 100%, I want more of it. And I do not have enough of it. And it is amazing and perfect, and I love it in every conceivable way. Fawny, your turn. Yep, I am totally on board for that one. Um, any way that you can make it happen, please, please do. 
I just think it's the perfect way to humiliate someone. Um, be like, I don't think you're doing enough to yourself. Let me help. <laughs> yes. And uh, Or like, here, you're cold. Let me warm you up. Yep. And so good. Summer, I really do hope that you're feeling better. This is a question from a month ago. So um, I should think that things are better. But if they're not, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, that is one thing. A lot of these questions are old (laughs) because the show has been on hiatus but we are back and working through the backlog yeah yeah really like i'm going to i I can't really think of anything that's more humiliating than that um yep i'm 100 on board with this absolutely oh and are uh, we ready to do oh sorry one more thing summer says yeah i'm good yeah yay yay summer's better yay wonderful Bonnie, I believe it's time we do our first plug. All right. All right, here we go. This episode of Dear Jazzy is brought to you by AB Universe, the world's leading provider of ABDL and Incon products. If you want to support the show while restocking your petting stash, check out at oddswithgod.com slash sponsors or the sponsors channel in our Discord for 10% off your order of 50 or more. And we are back. I'm really happy with how that how the plugs turned out. Yeah. State of the art pre-recording. Yes, indeed. I'm glad you liked that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very I'm professional. So like extremely you. professional. You did a great job on that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I I have been busting ass behind the scenes. Whenever I had a free moment, I would be at the desk working on the show, even though the show was not happening. I was really doing my best. Thank you. Yeah, and it really shows. And you have it like mapped to your soundboard, don't you? I do. I do yeah. indeed. <laughs> That's so nice. Oh, well, one of these days you're going to press the wrong button. It's going to be the Wilhelm scream, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to press the wrong button. All right, let's do our sponsor. <laughs> You laugh track. There it is. <laughs> okay, I'm a professional. Let's do this. Yeah, and we have another question from Ither that reads, Dear Jazzer of the Boreal Valley and Fawny, Fawn of the Abyss. Yeah, I'm down with that. I fuck with that title. I'm into it. Fawn of the what Abyss do you think is of... so dope. Yeah, Jazzer of the Boreal Valley. Love it. Love it. Um... Ither says, so this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I've never really had a sexual or romantic experience with anyone. Never even kiss, never even a kiss or holding hands or anything. I contribute it to being kind of young, like just out of high school by a year, and being antisocial. I also feel as if I have a lot of anxiety about sex. I've heard this is an issue with some people too, but I feel like when I get to the down and dirty, I'll flake and get flustered. I'll worry that I'll either not do enough for my sexual partner or somehow do too much to the point of ruining the experience. Not to mention, I have a lot of insecurity about my body and the thought of taking anything off in front of anyone is a negative one. So my question was, what advice could you give to someone who wants to have their first sexual experience but is hesitant? From Aether of the Dark Moon. Sorry for the bad Dark Souls references. That's a very good Dark Souls reference. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't think there's anything embarrassing about that. Um, mm-hmm. I myself was a really late bloomer. I'm still really introverted. I wasn't even ready to approach the idea of sex until I was 22. 
like I was very like shook by the idea and I was just like, nope, not yet, not ready. And that's okay because our whole ABTL community is based around adults being late bloomers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're not ready to have intercourse, that's totally fine and no one should pressure you into it. Just wait till you're ready. And if you never get to that point, that's also okay. If you find out that you are one of our many, many ace friends, hell yeah, absolutely. Um, and similarly, don't feel bad about not having your first kiss yet. That's, that's totally okay in the same exact way. Um, in terms of like getting flustered about the idea and like the anxiety around it, like, what if I don't do enough? What if I do something wrong? What if I have to take off my clothes and they don't like what they see? A lot of those things do, at least uh, speaking from my specific experience, those things did come with age and thinking about like the worry of like ruining the experience was like very real and very stressful. And also just like, Oh God, this is my first time and it has to be special. And it's just like that. Those are just pressures that we put on ourselves. Um, in terms of like worrying about doing something wrong with a partner, that can be solved with communication. <laughs> Take a swig every time we say communicate on the show. <laughs> drink water. Everyone dies. <laughs> uh, drink water. <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, self-esteem issues in regards to your body, same. Um. Yeah, no, that's really, really rough. And I still struggle with that a lot. And if you're in a place where you don't feel ready to disrobe in front of someone, that's totally okay. Um, That may be something that you get comfortable with in a year, maybe five years, maybe never. And that's okay, because it's your body and it's your choice at the end of the day. But it is my sincere hope that one day you will be able to fall in love with your body as it is unique and beautiful in its own personal way just as everyone is perfect and beautiful in their own unique way and that's something that we really do try to preach here um that's what i've got bonnie your turn yeah um i just want to say either it is super normal um to not have had any experience at your age it's also fairly normal for people in like their mid late 20s early 30s even above to also not have an experience or have very little experience um and i think if anyone's going to judge you for not knowing much uh what the hell are they thinking why why would they think that it's a very silly thing to look at someone who doesn't have any practical experience in something and go god why why do you why why don't why don't you have that experience um and it would be a dick move to look at someone who's like looking to learn and go, huh, you don't know enough yet. Like why? <laughs> right. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's valid to think those thoughts. It's very common to have those anxieties, but at the same time, I'm going to tell you that uh, I don't think it's going to be very common for you to actually face judgment. Like, to actually be told or um, to get that um, feedback that someone doesn't think that you're enough. Um, 
and I feel like I'm I'm explaining this in a very roundabout way. Trying to be like, it's it's okay. You'll be okay. Uh and I'd love for you to focus on the friendship of your relationships before you focus on the sex of them. To feel comfortable just being in the same room as your partner. Um, to feel comfortable talking about everything and anything with your partner before you even take your shirt off, you know? Um, Because, like, once you get comfy with them, once you're able to laugh at things with them, then whenever it comes to taking off your clothes, you'll know that they're not going to, like, turn around and give you bad feedback about it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they might be just as anxious as you are. Absolutely. I think... I think what you said was, again, really, really profound was, you know, keeping in mind the humanity of the other parts of the sexual equation. Or maybe it doesn't even have to be a sexual equation. Maybe it can just be like a conversational equation. Everyone Mm -hmm. is just as awkward deep down inside. It's just a matter of how much we shield it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um. I thought I was some sort of savant at a younger age because I had looked at porn and then I got to doing the real thing and I was like, oh, there's there's a lot more to this than I thought. There are smells, there are feels, there are things in places. Um, and then, you know, you get to laugh at the things that you don't really expect because porn is so perfect. Um, and it becomes way more comfortable for everyone involved once you're able to be like, ha, queef. You know? Want to know something really precious? What's that? I was such a devout Catholic, I didn't look at porn until I was 18. Aww. That is precious. Halo. Yeah. Now I make porn. (laughs) Woohoo. What a 180. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that what uh, you have got for that question? Um... Almost. Uh, Mm -hmm. I also want to say, be ready to be the provider of the um, the barrier devices like condoms or dental dams, Um, because sometimes other people are forgetful. So, and it's always safer to have too many things than too few. And lube lube is always helpful, no matter who you are. Not a little bit, a lot. Yeah, you will use it. (laughs) Okay, before we go on, uh, I accidentally had Chrome maximized, so Discord was covered. Let's let's all take a field trip to the No Mic channel because Raystar made this amazing doodle. <gasps> oh, yes, oh, that was just precious. For those listening to the edited, posted version, it's <laughs> it's me in a high chair, looking like down with my tongue out, and it was from a pre-show gag where I joked about like. Using my tongue to like, like Yoshi up Cheez Its. <laughs> and yep. I said, Oh, yeah, my super adhesive saliva tongue. And everyone went, Wah! in response and started laughing. Oh, this is precious. Thank you so, so much. Oh, my I God. I love this. I hope Ray, this becomes a piece this. of merch. If Ray allows it, I will totally make that happen. Oh, they said yes! Dab. <laughs> on, we, on, I have a sound effect for this. It, it. Yeah. 
Wow, this yeah. is a really long clip. That is 45 <laughs> seconds of cheering. That's I'm perfect. That is exactly what it's deserved. That's exactly this what it deserves. This picture wins an Oscar. Um, this picture wins an Emmy. <laughs> this picture wins a Tony. Oh my god, read the bib. Spit happens. Oh my gosh. But yeah, in this picture, you look so triumphant to have a cheese it stuck to your tongue. (laughs) It's accurate. Yep. (laughs) Ethan says, this picture wins a jazzy. Uh (laughs) You've heard of Razzies. You've heard of Razzies. It's time for Jazzies. (laughs) Complete with jazz hands. Complete with jazz hands. One thing that we were talking about on Discord is like, what is the name for the collective fan base of Dear Jazzy? And we settled on the Starmy as the S T A R M Y. I'm like, yes. First there was a BTS army, then there was the MC army. Now there's the Starmy. <laughs> it's so good. So the collective group of stands that makes up our fan base is now called the Starmy. Okay. Let's get back on track. This one's for me. From Koneko, pronouns she, her, dear jazz crew. What are some ways you use to not let the trolls get to you? Any tips on how to get over hurtful comments? XOXO Co. This is really rough. This is really, really rough. Uh, specifically because early in my, I guess you could say, quote, quote, career as Jazzy Jasmine Starshine, um, the server got raided when it was literally just me and daddy and a bot. It got raided by a bunch of 4chan chuds. And they're like, oh, racist slur, racist slur, shock image, racist slur. Oh, fuck you. You're a pedophile. And it's like, uh and it like really, really kind of like hit me in a specific way. And it took some time and I talked to my therapist about it. And they basically said, like, these are people who literally have no life outside of their computer screen, no life outside of their keyboard, no life outside of their computer desk, no life outside of their mother's basement. And literally all they do is just idle online and eat hot pockets and shit in the bedpan like eric cartman on the world of warcraft episode of south park and these people literally just exist to get a ruse out of people because that is the only thing left that creates any sort of dopamine reaction in their riddled brains so that's basically what it is having some insight into the situation I'm not going to give specifics on it, but watching it unfold on your Twitter was really painful to watch just because of the degree of things that these people were saying was way out of line and just speaks to a total misunderstanding of who and what we are and you are. And it also speaks to a lack of wanting to understand people who block themselves off and don't want to learn cannot be taught if if they have like put up that shield there's no reasoning with them like my boyfriend says don't confuse them with the facts like they will not understand so thusly it's not worth the strife trying to 
explain or justify to them. Instead, just spend that time to explain and justify to you. So what I do when I find myself the target of situations, I just lock my Twitter, like lock my stuff down and just write it out. And then a week later, it goes away because they're like, oh, this person locked. They can't read our DMs anymore. Okay, let's go to the next person. And this is, you know, unfortunately something that as kinky people, we live with as part of our scene's reality. And it sucks and it should go away. But honestly, if you take the approach of just like, these are just bored fucking teenagers or bored upper 30 somethings that look like they're in their 60s from the amount that they don't take care of themselves. It's like, I don't really take opinions that people have about me too seriously. Otherwise, I would be a very different person. It's pretty clear that I just do whatever the fuck I want. But it is hard to do that and hard to find yourself in a position in which you can do that in life. I'm very blessed and, priv and privileged in that regard. Having my primary like job being this show and also content creation where it is a kink aware space. Um, and I think more than anything, the words of like what a couple trolls say on the internet is way overridden by the sheer amount of support that you can and will find on like our Twitter circles and in our shared discord servers and like in our whole circles and everything way, way, way more support than the couple of really, really, really loud, annoying mosquitoes. And if they do anything basically short of doxing and like actively trying to be malicious, which you can go to the police for, wink, it's basically just like, it's just stupid, like bullying and harassment and name calling. Only you have all the power and that power is called block. And oh, they blocked me. I won. No, I just blocked you. Now you can't talk to me anymore. You you wield power in that. And as long as you keep yourself locked down and safe and you don't post anything incriminating and can link back to your real life online, then you should be good. But the psychological strain that trolls targeting you puts you through is a lot. And if you can, talk to someone about it. It really does help a lot. Talking stick. All right. Um, yeah, I have a lot to say about trolls because I have also um, been a victim of trolling. And bullying was also part of my childhood. So it's all, it's all kind of connected and the way that you can kind of like help yourself. Um, like not so much get over, but like kind of justify your, your worth even when you're attacked by trolls. It's kind of the same as um, what you use for bullying. And first thing that I was going to say is, like, they, yeah, they have no life. Um, and the way that they have fun is by tearing down other people, usually because they feel, like, so bored and so angry that life isn't fair for them, even though a lot of them have the power to change things and they just don't. I think we all have people that we know who do that, where they're just angry for no reason and you're like, 
are you going to do something about it? No? Okay. Um, where did I really want to like the subject of a Limp Biscuit song, but like a bad Limp Biscuit song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like if this is um, a situation that you find yourself in on a social media site, I think the first thing that you should ask yourself is like, do they have a legitimate reason for targeting me? If it's a whole bunch of people being like, um, just attacking you for something that you've got in your bio, that's totally valid. Like, um, I know that there are a bunch of Terps out there who just love to run rampant and attack trans people, and it's not fair. Because, um, like, what is a trans person doing but existing and not doing anything wrong? This. By being trans. And it's like, okay, is that a legitimate reason for these people to be angry? No. Um, did I actually do something bad? No. So then should I be, you know, hurt by this? Yes and no. You should feel hurt. Feel your hurt. That's totally fine. But do you need to tear yourself down about it? No. Definitely not. Uh, don't let them do that to you. Um, you do have the power to lock your account, block, delete, um, delete their comments, um, and things like that. And then if, if someone's just, like, making death threats at you or something, you can also record everything, send it to the police, keep the usernames. Um, yeah, that's, that's a really powerful tool is just, like, being able to put a username to a message and being able to pass that off to uh, a law enforcement um, person to be like, yeah, this, this happened to me. And if anything happens further, um, something might come of it uh, as a punishment for that other person, especially if they're found to be being a dick to a lot of people. Um, and then what else was there? I think that was about it. It's just like thinking, is this a valid reason for someone to be mad at me? No. Okay, well then they're fucked up then. <laughs> this is their oh, problem, yeah. not mine. Absolutely this. Yeah. All right. Bonnie, we have two more questions to answer in this episode, but do we want to take a quick break and go to our other sponsor? Yeah. Okay. We will be right back. Tell me that soundboard. This episode of Dear Jazzy is brought to you by Camp Buddy, the steamy yaoi visual novel by BLX Games. Featuring over 75 hours worth of gameplay, multiple character routes, over 300 unique illustrations, an original soundtrack and voice acting, animated sex scenes, a journal writing minigame, a foreplay minigame, a secret room to find, and in-game patches and updates. <gasps> oh my god. Go check this game out. It's available on Mac, PC, and Android at atoddswithgod.com slash campbuddy. And we are back. How'd you like that second pre-recorded one? I loved it. Incredible. What if I told you that both of those were one-take wonders? (gasps) Wow. Congratulations, Jazzy. Thank you. I found a scripting style that, like, really works with my dyslexia, and I I just rolled with it. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, now I can do ads. Yay. You're gonna have to share that with me for formatting on my end. Yes, indeed. Um, for the questions, it's good. This is specifically for, like, script reading. It's a little bit different. 
Mm-hmm. Leans away from the mic to breathe in. <laughs> we all understand that reference? <laughs> I was going to say, is there anyone old enough to understand that reference in this chat? I know the answer is yes. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad that you got it, it and that's all that matters. Chocolate rain. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This next question is all you. All right. This one starts out. Hey, Jazzy and Fawn Fawn. Going off Skywalker's question from earlier. I have no idea which order I put these in. So um, I'll, I'll put that in as a note at the end whenever I figure out which question this was. Uh, referencing going off Skywalker's question from earlier what are ways I can satisfy my little side as I find it way easy to relax in little space while having very limited free time during the work day and a quick easy and or discreet idea is welcome particularly for someone who works from home most days oh this was the very first question that we did and then I moved JB's question down below and this is from JB at well oh I was going to say wait a minute <laughs> yeah as I read, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jazzy, get us started. Well, was a quick, easy, and or discreet idea. Hmm. Well, I'm a big fan, personally, of wearing, um, and they've talked about this on The Usual Bet, how you can covert wear a onesie by tucking it into, well, I guess you don't have a choice. It's a onesie by putting pants over it or putting short alls over it, but having the onesie underneath mm-hmm. and then the little, so you know, no. And then, Hey, I have one just like it. Usual bad reference. But I think that is one of my favorite ways. Uh, one thing I've also done is I've had a clip on my shirt, just tucked into my hoodie and everything so like only i know it's there and and obviously daddy knows it's there um that's one of my favorite things i think one thing that is really cool that i've seen pop up um is like wearing light up shoes because they're making them for adults and have making them for adults along with heelys for adults make that happen um when it comes to like a more like workspace though because at one point in my life i did work in a cubicle i know it's hard to imagine i've lived a very short and interesting life to put it to put it easily but when i was in a cube i had um it, it, this was um when it got to like fall and winter everyone there at least my my fellow femme uh co-workers we all had uh, blankets at our desk because it would sometimes get cold so duh work blankie right there and it was like not weird at all to see like my coworkers like bundle up and it was perfect um some of them also kept like desk friends like some of them had like stuffed animals i too brought a squishimal to the office <laughs> one of the big ones and this was before Squishmills took off. It was wild to see how far they've come, like, as a brand. Because it's just like, oh, this is cute. It's at the drugstore. I want it. It's big. It's mine now. And now it's just, like, a huge freaking thing. And it's wild to see. Um, so those are the things that I did, just, like, kind of covert and everything. Obviously, it's different for everyone. Um, one that um, a lot of us have been doing lately, as I've been seeing on Twitter, is training pants under your work pants 
is an absolute pro move and cannot recommend it enough. Um, <laughs> on a recent Usual Bet episode, going back to them for a second, uh, Sophie was talking about wearing a pull-up to a job interview because she does not own panties. And she was like, shit, 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 what do I do? And it's a really funny episode. You should go back and listen to it if you haven't already. But it's just this like comedy of errors getting to the point where she is wearing pull-ups to a job interview. And she's talking about how it was like a very littling experience as it was also a professional experience. So it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like when you're cooking and you just, you know, a little dash of this, a little dash of that and season it, just sprinkle it, zhuzh it up. I think that's, it's one of those things where if you use too much spice, congratulations, your dish is now just a vehicle for the spice. Where if you don't have enough spice, congratulations, it's just boiled chicken. And no one <laughs> likes just plain ass boiled chicken. But mm -hmm. when you start putting stuff on that, it like starts working in harmony and you have like a dish. I didn't think I'd be making a cooking analogy on this episode, but here we are. Uh, Fonny, what do you think? Welcome to Cooking with Jazzy. This week, <laughs> Welcome back to, to the Starshine Family Kitchen. Boiled chicken. <laughs> <laughs> boiled chicken will never be on the Starshine Family <laughs> Kitchen. Mark my words. Good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I think boiling chicken for soup is fine, but if you're just going to, like, plunk the chicken out onto a plate after you boil it, no thank you. Uh, yeah, I legitimately, as you were, like, talking about this, I was like, what if you, at lunchtime, had a tea party with a stuffed animal? There you go. I would love that. Especially if, like, you work at home, so, like, who's going to see it, especially during lunchtime when it should be private time when you're off camera anyways? I mean... Um, who doesn't want to have a tea party at lunchtime? The camera's a little fuzzy on my side. What do you have there, Jazzy? This is my tea set. Oh, is it yes. unicorn themed? It is unicorn themed. Oh, that's precious. And it comes in a little case it. too. Oh, that's too cute. Matches the pink room. Yeah. Yeah. So stuffed animal friend. Um, even people who aren't in the scene have stuffed animal friends and weird things that they keep at their desks. So if you've got a little favorite animal friend to bring with you, do. Um, and then if you're at home, no one has to see what's by your computer if the webcam is like pointed at you. Because I know that like some places are like, you've got to keep your webcam on at all times so that we can see that you're at your desk working, which I think is stupid and awful. And uh, welcome to the Panopticon. Um, if you work at a place like that, leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are jobs everywhere right now. Just fucking leave. Yeah. But they don't have to see what's like beside your computer. So put all your little stuffed animal friends up there. And then at lunchtime, yeah. have a tea party with them. Um, yeah. Covert wearing. Always, always an option. Um, I mean, of course, maybe... Leave your, your crinkliest pants at home if you have to go out to work. Um, and, like, cotton training panties are fantastic. I love them. They're so comfy. And they're great for, like, warmer days because they breathe and they're cotton, so they'll wick away your sweat. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Just make sure that you, like, wash them with vinegar every once in a while to, like, make sure that they're fresh and pristine. Um, OxyClean right. is also great. And, uh, let's see. 
easy way to relax in little space. If you've got some favorite foods like chicken nuggets or little snacks, like school snacks, like those little snack packets of like dinosaur gummies. Um, I used to get the, the snack packets that were like Scooby snacks. Ooh, I don't know those if anyone good. else had those. Where there were the gummies, but they were in like, or were they gummies? I can't recall. I think they were gummies in like the Scooby-Doo um, little icons and things like that. But that was the rose pun. Yeah, my favorite snack is those little like crunchy Flintstones that taste like fruit and they make your body feel really good afterwards if you eat enough of them. <laughs> Are you talking about the <laughs> multivitamins? That's the one! <laughs> <laughs> the one that you're only supposed to have like one or two of a day? That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> like you let wait, wait. Oh <laughs> there it is. Oh Jazzy. <laughs> oh Jazzy indeed. <laughs> Um, but yeah a lot of mine have to do with food maybe I'm hungry <laughs> I was gonna say I'm really hungry too yeah I tried to I tried to do all caps so I had my caps lock on Raystar said ew no Flintstone vitamins hork and I said I tried to write <laughs> heresy in all caps but it came out heresy <laughs> in lowercase <laughs> Heresy. Gentle heresy. <laughs> heresy. It's like a lowercase stop sign. <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh, no, Jesse. <laughs> stop. <laughs> this is very much Gene Wilder going, wait, don't go. Okay, so Chloe just said, Daddy, I need the flamer. And that's a reference to, obviously, Warhammer 40k. Where Warhammer 40 one grand? Space, Warhammer 40 grand. Where <laughs> one space marine goes to the other space marine. Brother, I need the flamer. The heavy flamer. For the heresy. <laughs> and so, Daddy, I need the flamer. The standard flamer. <laughs> we have fun on this show. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Amazing. Okay, we're hopping off of that one. Okay, very last question, then we out of here. This is from Jamie Bell, pronouns she, her, dear, jazzy, and fawny. I'm going to Wendy's. You want anything? A frosty. A frosty. A frosty with fries to dip. Oh, 100%. Have you ever done nuggets in a frosty? No, I haven't had Wendy's nuggets in like probably 15 years. Oh, they're so good now. They are Ooh. so good now. Damn, I could go for a Baconator like yesterday. All right, I guess we're taking JB and going to Wendy's. Yeah, I guess we're going to Wendy's now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Bonnie, we find ourselves here at the end of the show. Where can people find you and how can they give you money? Uh, I've been out of my house a little more recently, so not as often at my house. Just going to kill that joke. Just rip off the Band-Aid right here. <laughs> Um, but you can find me on Twitter and Patreon. Both of them are like twitter.com slash or patreon.com slash FawnyABDL, F-A-W-N-Y-A-B-D-L. Um, you can give me money on Patreon. My Patreon is closed for the month of August. Well, the payments are on pause as I catch up on other things. And open the Etsy store that was mentioned earlier. It's going to be Assorted Crinkles. And that's another place you can give me money. Um, Assorted Crinkles and all my other, um, 
links are going to be at the at oddswithgod.com or yeah at oddswithgod.com is that right yeah at oddswithgod.com oh okay thank you at oddswithgod.com uh can't say that one enough i guess uh website where i can just like click on my little link tree and then all of the links will show up and you can choose whichever one you want to go to and have some fun looking at my art or giving me money and i think that's about it my birthday is also coming up and Jazzy convinced me to put together an Amazon wish list. So that's going to be up on the discord and other relevant places soon. Yep. It's all up in the Amazon wish list channel. <gasps> Amazing. Thank you. Amazing. Jessie. No problem. Can you do the plug for the merch store? Because you've been on a roll with your plugs tonight. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I'm just rambling. <laughs> it's very fun great. to ramble. Uh, and we also have a whole bunch of merchandise, like shirts and mugs and stickers and aprons, even aprons and tote bags and uh, little uh, tin can badges with uh, art from all sorts of wonderful artists like the Dear Jazzy logo and other really fun doodles from um, episodes of Jazzy Past. And um, some pieces by me and some stuff by Raystar and some stuff by Jukebox, um, just to name and a couple. Soup. And soup. Soup has some really cute ones up there. Um, but you can buy them at the Dear Jazzy Spreadshirt store, also found at the at oddswithgod.com uh, website. Yes. And last but not least, I have been your host, Jasmine Starshine. You can find all my links on at oddswithgod.com. If you want to get into our Discord server, you can ping me on my Twitter, at lilljazzybaby, or on Discord, which is Jasmine Starshine number 0001. Uh, the Patreon is patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine, where you can get some nude goodness of yours truly. And pretty soon we'll be releasing some exclusive content. Wink. We talked about that in the pre-show. If you weren't here, too bad. You can just join in in the next pre-show. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> By checking out our Discord at the associated socials. Um, I think last but not least... This is my favorite part. I'm going to take a deep breath. Dear Jazzies and AdOddsWithGod.com production, please visit us online at AdOddsWithGod.com where you can find our Patreon, the merch, assorted crinkles, my links, Bonnie's links, our fundraiser that's going on right now, and you can support me and Bonnie and everyone who has ever contributed to the show as well as listening to the entire backlog of the show from there. And you can check out our sponsors, which is another great way to give us some money. Uh, Bonnie, did I miss anything? Uh, no, only how cute you are. Oh, thanks, you too. I've been Jasmine Starshine. I've been Bonnie. And we will see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> Every time you say, I've been Jasmine Starshine, I'm just like, oh shit, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's your cue. <laughs>